Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Did you know, and this is no surprise, a record amount was gambled on Super Bowl 58. It did indeed. In the state of Here Nevada. I did. $185.6 million, according to the Nevada Gaming Control Board. Most ever bet on the Super Bowl in Nevada. Uh, by the way, uh, bettors lost $6.8 million. So the house always wins. Wow. <laughs> the house always wins. Uh, there were five bets of a million dollars or more placed in Nevada. Two of them were winners because they bet on the Chiefs. Three of them were losers because they bet on Frisco. Yeah, this was one of those games where the uh, because the Chiefs won, obviously, the 49ers were unable to cover, and so you didn't have a cover and loss like you will sometimes have. But, I mean, it's funny, John. We spent some time last week talking about how Super Bowls are a whole lot closer these days. And shout out to one of our listeners. We ended up never getting to it last week, but he oh, went yeah. through decade by decade. He did. And uh, with another close game, this now, and we're only, this is the fifth Super Bowl of the 2020s. Uh, the Super Bowls of the 2020s are the closest on average versus any other decade. Now, we still have five years to go, but so far, this is the best decade in terms of closeness of games. The only bad one so far is the uh, Chiefs-Bucks game, if I remember right. So, That's right. Shout out to that listener. I wish I had your name. Uh, right now, but yeah, they, now that spreads aren't getting as large as they as they so often were, especially when you were growing up, or even you know when I started getting getting into football, John. It very rarely will you have a winner not cover. The winner is usually going to cover, and if the winner is the dog, obviously they are going to cover. Well, and I'm thinking back, even back in the days when the NFC was dominating, I'm I'm pretty sure that even in those uh, with those bigger lines, the winners covered. So, like, San Francisco covered, you know, obviously 55-10. Yeah, Cowboys. The Cowboys covered all of theirs. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it, Vegas always seems to find a way mm -hmm. to be right, which is interesting because I was reading Pete King yesterday. And uh, Pete, and we'll get a little bit more into this in a minute, because Pete has a – he is not a big fan of the prolifer proliferation of gambling into the national He's written football. about it a few times throughout this season. Yeah, he, he, you know, and again, we'll get into that in a minute, but he quoted Kyle Shanahan before the game on the vagaries, as he calls it, of the sport. And here's what Shanahan said. He said, it always comes down to one game, three hours. Who the hell knows what happens in those three hours? I've seen games I thought would be low scoring turn into a shootout, a throwing fest. I've seen games I thought would be in the 30s turn into 13 to 10 at the end. It could really be anything, no matter what type of offense or defense you have. That's what you realize as you go through all of this, all the scouting, all the preparation. It's how do you win the game. These two teams have two weeks to think of every possible way to be prepared. KC, KC does it, we do it. Then the kickoff happens, and that's when you find out how it's going. 
It changes as you go through the game. That's why you never stop thinking. You never stop preparing, adjusting. It's a fun, constant challenge. And here's the kicker. That's why, and this is Kyle Shanahan, that's why I can't believe people gamble on this stuff. (laughs) I do this for a living, and I have no clue. No clue. And I'm not just saying that. What's so cool about football is it can go any way. But to gamble on it? Crazy. That's from Kyle Shanahan, head coach of your Super Bowl runner-up, San Francisco 49ers. And, and it is an interesting you know, thought exercise. And I don't know what Kyle Shanahan thinks about gambling. Um, but I'm sure it baffles of, him, it, given what he just said, or not what he right, just baffles, said. Right, baffles him, but in terms of like, does he think that people should be able to do it? Should they be betting on the sport? My I guess is he his... thinks it's stupid mainly because he is among the smarter minds in the sport, right? It, given sure, that he is at the but, top of the profession, if he doesn't know what, what is going to happen in any given game, I'm guessing he doesn't probably think it's stupid from a moral perspective, though maybe he does, but I'm guessing he's like, sure. I don't understand why anyone would do this. If I know what I'm right. talking about and I'm wrong, Right, but there's a difference else... between... Yeah, there's a difference between not understanding why people do it and and believing that people shouldn't have the right to do it, yeah. right? You know, I think I think, you know, watching reality TV is stupid, but I wouldn't Yeah, you're not going to take away the right for somebody I would, to do I wouldn't want to pass a law saying, "Yeah, we're going to get rid of all the reality TV shows." Real quick, Mustache uh, Adam says, "Kyle won't gamble on the game, but he'll gamble that he'll get the ball third. He did gamble. He did gamble that, and they did not get the ball back again. Again, I I, I don't have a hot take on this. It, it, I mean, I sometimes we get so wrapped up into the minutia, and every decision is the most vital decision. And yes, it's the Super Bowl. 125 million people were watching, so everyone's got a take. Sometimes I get it. The decision to he should have thrown here. He should have run here. I get all of those. But sometimes we just drill everything down, and we've got to have a take on everything. I don't have a take on whether they should have taken the ball first or second. I understand both sides, and I don't care. I think Adam was just making a joke. I know, I know, but I just wanted to go. I know he was, but I was wanting to go off a quick aside. John never um, misses an opportunity no, for a that soapbox. That soapbox is, is willing and ready no matter where John's at. That wasn't a soapbox. Uh, it, it, was, it was literally an anti-soapbox. Little bit, little it was an bit. anti-soapbox. I didn't have a take. But by not care. having a take, John, actually you do kind of have a take. Fine. Let's call it a soapbox. Fine, school. I have a take. Stop overanalyzing everything. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, and so that leads me to, to where I was going here, and that is – um, and, and, you know, as you said, Pete King has written about this many times. And, you know, and, and for, for full disclosure, obviously, Josh and I, we do commercials for our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Yeah. And the NFL has – they have a lot of fingers in a lot of different pots. Um, and even some of the owners can have stake in some – it has to be a small stake, but even they can have a stake in – some gambling companies. And so the NFL has literally gone from zero to 100 on this issue, just as pretty much every major sport has. Well, we, do, um, we made the jokes about it last week when you were in Cincinnati. They literally have a sports book at their stadium. Cincinnati, yes. either the most famous or second most famous baseball team in pro sports for the association of players on that team with gambling. Right, exactly. it's either them or the White Sox, and so yes. you know, of all the people rolling over in their graves, you know, today for gambling stuff. I mean, having one at a ballpark in Cincinnati, I mean, it certainly takes the cake. Oh, it certainly does take the cake. Um, but this was a letter that was sent to Pete King in his column yesterday, and this this letter agrees with Pete King. He says, "What I'm disappointed in is the general lack of meaningful public outcry." I appreciate you, and he's talking to Pete King. 
offering a firm stance. But why are the viewing public not speaking up? Where is our outrage over so many people directly affected with the NFL pushing gambling? More to the point, and in your knowledge of the industry, who can we make our voices heard to? Is there any recourse other than to silently seethe? And the, the, the general point is, should there be interest by teams, owners, leagues in gambling? I understand and I, and, I, and I support the idea that if the NFL is going to embrace this or more openly embrace this, that they're going to want to be assured that there are controls so that nothing can come back on them in terms of any improprieties, right? Yes. I, 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 As always, I totally they, the games that. are the thing that matters, and if the game exactly. is not above board, then it turns into professional it, wrestling, and, and a lot of people— it loses everything. Correct. I watch— it loses and everything. I know we continue to, to hear from these idiots that are like, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. I watch because I don't ultimately know what will happen, even if I am confident— that something might Correct. happen in the game. But ultimately, I watch because I know that what will unfold is something that I probably didn't see coming. And, and as, I, as, I, as we talk this out, and I think you all know, and of course I do commercials for FanDuel, I yeah. support I support the legalization of sports gambling. Yeah, we, I think, so we did I think before, uh, before everything changed. We did before changed. the yeah. Supreme Court ruling, we do today, yeah. and we will continue to do so. And, and so it's not so much a conversation of you know morals or ethics – and, and what we should do. But I am curious, and I would entertain the idea that should the leagues or the teams themselves have any promotional relationship with sports books? Because I can understand where there is, where there would be a conflict of interest, where that there would be an issue here. Because... It's one thing it's one thing to have your event bet on. It's another thing if you have a a share in that holding. And remember, sports books win when you lose. Yes. <laughs> That's how they make their money. Sports books win. That's why the odds are the odds in the first place. It's why you couldn't just go to the casino and make us well, I mean you can, but it costs you. You know, the money line bet costs you. If, you. if you're betting on, like tonight, for example, Creighton's about a 19-point favorite against Georgetown. If you just want to bet straight up that Creighton is going to win on the money line, you can do that. But it's going to cost you in that your winnings, you're going to have to bet a whole lot more to win anything of substance. Mm-hmm. That's, where the, that's why we talk about the juice. That's where the these big. minus, the minus 150, the minus 200, the plus 500 numbers. That's where all of that comes from. And... Is there something to be said that the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NCAA or anyone else, any of the teams, should they have a stake in any of these gambling companies? Shouldn't they be? Shouldn't they pull back and say, you know what, we're the third party. We are who you are betting on, but we're not going to take a stake in this so as not to you know, show favoritism because, listen, if they're investing in something, they want to make money off of it, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm a fan and I'm betting and I lose that bet and the NFL or an NFL team or an NFL owner has a stake in that gambling company, they're making money off of me for that. 
And you might say, well, what's the difference between that and buying a ticket? Well, the difference in that and buying a ticket is you're buying a ticket, you're getting something in return. You know, if I buy a ticket to see a Bengals game, I'm going to get to see a Bengals game in person. If I make a bet, yes, I realize the stake's going in, but if in I don't In the end, win, you might be down the money. In, in the end, I may, in. I, may, I may be down. And so I will hear the argument that maybe the leagues shouldn't have as much of a stake in this. And, and certainly from the, the person who wrote the email, I think a lot of people, now personally I'm not, but I don't pay attention to the commercials most of the time, but there are a lot of, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, a lot of online sports books who advertise in, you know, we just had Rob Gronkowski's Kick of Destiny, a live commercial Correct. right before the kickoff of the Super Bowl brought to you by FanDuel. And, and yes, yeah, some people, you know, might get triggered by seeing all of these different gambling commercials, but... I do wonder if there is an argument to be made about the professional or the collegiate leagues or teams themselves holding a stake in any of these companies. Yeah, so, like, is that, do you think, where the frustration lies for whether it's it's the person that emailed King uh, or, or others? Is it is it that, or is it that there are commercials that are airing to begin with? I think it's the commercials beginning to air with, and, and I dare say most of the people like this emailer and others are probably just out on gambling entirely. For sure. Most of them are. Now, from the standpoint of being pro-gambling, I will at least hear a side of the argument. But, yeah, I, I get this. That this emailer and probably others like him would be perfectly happy if we went back to where we were a few years ago. Five, six years ago, when the only place you could place a legal sports bet was Las Vegas. Yeah, because I think, you know, over the years, and, and you'll remember it better than I can, but there was a similar debate at one point in time about the number of beer commercials, right? And, and yeah. I, you know, I certainly remember, and, and maybe the rule is still in place, but during, like, college athletics, the number of beer commercials had to be a smaller number versus what they can be in a professional game. And, of course, beer... Um, like like sports betting or just gambling in general, um, there is a connotation with it of, you know, I mean, the end of all of the beer commercials, well, maybe not the end, on the bottom line of a beer commercial on TV, what is what do you see? You know, 21 plus, please drink responsibly. Yep. If you hear a beer ad, especially like on the radio, it will end with that. And what do you hear at the end of a gambling commercial or if it's on television, um, you know, you'll see a little, you know, cry on at the bottom. It will usually mention, you know, 1-800-BETS-OFF or something like that. And so I'm guessing that a lot of the frustration that people have these days with it is that it is going to lead to negative things. Like, that's what Peter King has written about more than anything over the last few months, is what is this going to do to people? What is this going to do to families? And not to, like, take away the personal liberty or the responsibility. I think that, that King, I think he thinks that gambling should be legal um, and that if people are going to mis- make mistakes, they're going to make mistakes. But the the number of ads leading to maybe more people that wouldn't make mistakes, I think, is the thing that concerns him and, and others. So yeah, are, because it's, it's the idea. That, that just it's the idea. Yeah, it's just the idea, Josh, that by having the ads inside of the games, it's the NFL saying, this is cool, this is fine. 100%. Yeah. Because, like, at one point, there were commercials for tobacco, cigarettes, right? Like, yeah. those are completely gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't that, have that those. was a federal law. That Correct. Was a federal law. You don't have those anymore. And I've seen people make comparisons and, and wonder aloud if, that, if the same thing is eventually going to happen with this. 
Um, I mean, I certainly say. You know, I, I mean, I would. I would hope not. And again, I, yeah, no, full disclosure. Yeah. You know, we we advertise for FanDuel and 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 we're proud of it. Um, I, I you know I think there's always a line that you can cross. At the end of the day, there's some personal responsibility. I though would not mind seeing at least some pullback from the professional leagues. You know, listen, they get enough money as it is. <laughs> Do they, you know, do we really need sports books inside the stadium necessarily? I don't think so. I think that that is odd, is how I would describe it. I think yeah. it's odd. I just think it's weird, you know? Yeah. And again, like, I, uh, we, we really like that they legalized it. I think it's great. I love it. Uh, but it's, it, you know, when you see what happens with players and, and members of franchises, it's also not a surprise, just yeah. given how prolific everything is at this moment in time. Um, so I, I'm with you. I think it, I think the relationship, like if there's an official sports book of the NFL, like I don't have a problem with that, but when, yeah, when you, well, start if you to, notice it, you know, everybody, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings, both are partners. They're not, they, they don't have one. Yeah. They actually partner with multiple ones. Correct. So it's basically endorsing everybody, which yeah. is kind of unusual. You know, usually you have, you know, Ford, the official pickup of the Dallas Cowboys, or Chevy, the official, you know, car of the L.A. Rams. You yeah, know, Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of so-and-so. Yeah. yeah. I love so-and-so. Mm, me too. Big fan. Big fan of so-and-so. But obviously those don't have the same types of connotations as, yeah. as this does. Uh, don't have time to get to it right here, but Nebraska is looking – or at least the the folks behind the um, the, the uh, Native American casinos, Ho Chunk, uh, who are behind Warhorse and the others, and got the casino bill passed, or got the petition that got the casino bill passed, are now starting to examine another petition drive to legalize electronic sports betting mm -hmm. or live app sports betting. Uh, in the state of Nebraska, they are they haven't started the petition drive, but they are looking into it to see if the hunger is out there to start another drive because it is it is a costly and it's an there's a lot that goes thing. into it. Yeah, because it's, it's not just goes it's not it. just raw number of signatures. Jimmy and I talked about this last week a little bit. It's not just raw number of signatures. It is also uh, signatures that you need. What is it? Five percent from. A certain amount of county. So basically, yeah. you can't just load up on Omaha and Lincoln. And yeah, you just can't come to Omaha where there's, you know, obviously the, the a lot of people. people. Yeah, you can't do exactly. that. You have so to have a, a, a specific number, and then you have to have a specific number from every single county as well. And so thus, essentially what we're saying is there is legwork that is required yes. to do something like this. So they're looking into it. They're yeah. looking into it right now. Given the, but it, given but the, it would not surprise me that yeah. within the next two election cycles... Not this one included because I, you know there's. So you're saying time by 2032. Yeah, but I'm saying you know between the uh, well, we got a gubernatorial. Oh, you're election. talking about those ones too. Okay, my bad. I thought yeah, you were yeah, just because you can. I mean, you know, it's a statewide election, so sure. anytime you have a statewide election, um, so yeah, I, I would say anytime within not counting 2024, but the next two statewide election cycles after that, would not be surprised if we saw a another petition drive to try to get electronic sports betting legalized in Nebraska, I would which would allow those of you who have the FanDuel app to bet right here in Nebraska instead of having to cross the bridge and go to Council Bluffs. I would guess that we have it by 2028 at the latest. That would be my guess. Yeah. When we come back, 
We'll preview tonight's game here at CHI Health Center. Our good buddy Matt DeMarinas of White and Blue Review will join us as we continue. This is on Sportsmanlike Conduct on 1620 The Zone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.